Hello, and welcome to the BPL Podcast. My name is Josh, and in this episode, I want to cook two birds with one stone. One, I want some of the BPL staff to share their favorite books, movies, and music from this past year. Because of the 2020 pause, a lot of great art was released this year, and it was really easy for stuff to fly under the radar. And two, I want to give you some holiday gift ideas for your book-loving family. So I separated these kind of into four groups. You have adult books, youth books, movies, and music. I listed everything in the description so you don't need to like furiously write all this down on like a a napkin from your glove compartment. These are going to be coming fast and furious, so just buckle up for the ride. Hi everyone, this is Beth and Lead Adult Services Department at Bexley Public Library. With just a little more than a month left in the year, I want to talk about some of my favorite books in 2021. Whether you're looking for that perfect gift for the book lover in your life, or if that book lover is you and you're looking for something to snuggle up with on these shorter and colder days, there is something out there for everyone. For my recommendations, I chose one nonfiction book and one novel. Just as an aside, though, I chose these books independently of one another. But as I was thinking about what to say for the podcast, I realized that they're almost the perfect companions. And so without further ado, my favorite nonfiction book of 2021 is American Made, What Happens to People When Work Disappears by Farrah Stockman. In her book, Stockman follows three workers at Rexner Manufacturing in Indianapolis, Indiana, in the wake of the manufacturing center closing and moving to Mexico and Texas. American Made encompasses all that I love about my favorite types of nonfiction. It explores important social political issues, it lets real people tell their own stories, and it forces readers to reconsider stereotypes they may have, and so creates the possibility for deeper understanding of and cooperation among ordinary people across various demographics. Stockman is a fantastic reporter. She's compassionate and non-judgmental as she listens to these stories. She tries to understand where these people are coming from and what motivates them which in the end is often the same thing, family and a sense of belonging. And she treats each of them with dignity and respect, even in the midst of deep disagreements. If you like nonfiction in the vein of Matthew Desmond's Evicted or Harley Harley Hothschild's Strangers in Their Own Land, be sure to check out Stockman's American Made. Now, my favorite novel from 2021 is Damnation Spring by Ash Davison. To me, the best works of fiction are those that absorb me so fully that after finishing the book, I feel kind of dazed and disoriented as I'm forced to rejoin the real world, uh, a book hangover, if you will. And uh, this book left me feeling just that. Damnation Spring is Davidson's first published work. It actually took her 10 years to write the novel, as she wrote early each morning before heading off to her day job. And the best description of it that I can offer is Lush. The characters, the atmosphere, the prose. It's a gorgeous and moving novel, and though the book runs over 400 pages, I finished it in just a few sittings. The novel follows the Gunderson family, Colleen, a homemaker and midwife, her husband Rich, a treetopper for a logging company, and their young son Chubb. Colleen has suffered several miscarriages herself and is desperate to have another child. Miscarriages and tragic births, stillborns, severe deformities in the community also seem to be on the rise. And Colleen begins to suspect that the company's use of herbicides is to blame. Confronting this, though, is difficult for her and for her husband, as the company is the main employer in the area, 
And to challenge the company's practices would be to potentially put their way of life and economic security into jeopardy. At the same time, it makes them objects of scorn and distrust among the community, including their own family members. Like American Made, it asks readers to consider the lives of people who work in dangerous and dwindling industries. It asks us to confront when our idealized notions of how to organize the world run up against the real life people whose lives and existence are disrupted and threatened by such policies. I can't recommend the book enough, and I hope you check it out for yourself. Damnation Spring is easily my favorite novel of 2021, but it is also one of the best novels I've ever read, period. Hello, everyone. My name is Debbie, and I'm here today to tell you about some wonderful items that you might enjoy or possibly even give to other folks this holiday season. For the Armchair Traveler, Atlas Obscura, An Explorer's Guide to Hidden Wonders is such a wonderful book. It brings to you the, the overlooked, the bizarre, the mysterious. It's a slightly older book, but they reissued it for 2019. And new to this year, 2021, they brought out Gastra Obscura, ready for a beer made from fog in Chile. It's full of surprises, food adventures, and incredible ingredients. It's great for the curious armchair traveler interested in travel food and the human condition. Now, uh, moving on to fiction, The Great Circle by Maggie Shipstead is a wonderful historical novel. It's uh, epic and emotional. It features um, the parallel stories of uh, Marion Graves, born in 1914, who wants to become an aviator and circumnavigate the globe and young actress Hadley Baxter, who is recovering from a scandal, and she is hoping to revitalize her career with a film that centers on Marion's disappearance over Antarctica. So this is an ambitious, sweeping, and entertaining novel about two women fighting against the restrictions and boundaries placed on their lives. Colson Whitehead, back-to-back Pulitzer Prize winner, has gone in a totally different direction for his new novel, Harlem Shuffle. It is a rollicking crime novel set in 1960s Harlem. Vivid characters, and he really brings to life the 1960s Harlem. Uh, Ray Carney is the is a self-made man. He came from a rough background. His dad was... Um, was a small-time hoodlum, but he, he runs a reputable furniture store, but his in-laws are never really happy with, uh, with him since he came from a rough background. Now, he does occasionally fence jewelry on the side provided to him by his um, lovable but wild cousin, Freddie. Unfortunately, Freddie talks him into uh, participating in a heist, and the stakes get more and more dangerous. And Ray has to decide whether he's going to continue on with helping Freddie or if he needs to break free and, and participate more in, in his own life. It's a fun crime novel and also tackles issues of uh, upper mobility and uh, racial justice in 1960s Harlem. A novel that's uh, just kind of a warm, cozy one to cuddle up with this winter is The Gunkle by Stephen Rowley. Patrick O'Hare is kind of a is an actor who's sort of on self-imposed exile in Palm Springs. He enjoys his brother and sister-in-law and his two adorable uh, nieces and nephews, um, Grant and Maisie, who are six and nine. But when um, his sister-in-law passes away suddenly and his brother just can't can't handle things, he 
says he's going to temporarily take over uh, the raising of Grant and Maisie. And this novel goes in the directions that, that you think it probably would, but it's so funny and heartwarming. And I think it's it might be perfect for someone who's looking for a nice, um, cozy book the, this winter. The love song of W.E.B. Du Bois is uh, by poet Henri Fenton Jeffers. It's an ambitious novel, but it's a, just incandescent and lyrical. It's a multi-generational African-American saga about a, a young woman of a daughter of a really mobile Black family. It's kind of her coming of age interspersed with the songs, which are stories of her ancestors and also historical vignettes that tie into her life. And then uh, she goes to college, and when she's doing graduate work, she finds something that that's sort of an explosive family secret. It's gotten great critical reviews and is on the, a lot of lists for best novel of the year. So I think for the serious literary lover, the love songs of W.E.B. Du Bois, this might be a good choice. So I hope that I mentioned some things that you guys might like and uh, have a very happy holiday. Hello, everyone. It's Amanda with the Youth Services Department here at the Bexley Public Library. Now, I know the question on all of your guys' minds right now as you listen to our podcast. What in the world should I get my kids for the holidays? And, well, folks, I'm here to give you guys a best of 2021 look at children's and teens literature so you can make some informed gift-giving decisions this season. For some of our youngest friends, I always recommend our board book collection. Now, there's some new items on the list this year, like Woodland Dance by the ever-popular Sandra Boynton, or Bee is for Bison by Greg Paprocki. And that one takes the reader on a whirlwind tour of America's national parks with some beautiful art. For ages three to five, there are, of course, hundreds of great new picture books this year, and it's really hard to pick a few. First up on my list, I have Andrea Beattie's STEM-heavy Questionnaire series, which has a new installment this year, Aaron Slater, Illustrator, illustrated by David Roberts. Also on my list this year is a beautiful low-color picture book all about spreading kindness called Every Little Kindness by Marta Boltoj. And, uh, all about spreading kindness in your community, important part of this time of the year. And lastly is one of the, I think, best new picture books this year, Outside Inside by Lewin Pham. And this one's actually on our call to cop mock vote list as well. It's the one I'm voting for. It's an essential addition to any bookshelf this year, all about the things that have kept the world ticking for the last two years. Now, of course, graphic novels are also very hot this year for readers of all ages. Dogman, by the ever-popular writing powerhouse that is Dave Pilkey, continues to remain a hot commodity on the children's department shelves. But, of course, there are some new series as well. Max and the Midnights, by Big Nate author Lincoln Pierce, and Super Sidekicks, by Gavin Thon, are flying off the shelves as well. Looking for something a little shorter than a series? Try one of the one-shot comics, like Jana and the Unpossible Monsters by Chris and Laura Samney. That one's all about the survival of the world after all the water starts to dry up. Or you could try Jukebox by Nidhi Chinani, which takes the reader on a history of music. Now for some chapter-based book adventures, try Loteria by Carla Arenas Valenti, featuring a high-stakes adventure and a heaping helping of Mexican folklore. 
And of course, the Rick Riordan Presents series has some great new entries this year that are sure to impress, including Pawa and the Soul Stealer by Lori Lee, as well as a variety of entries in the Tristan Strong series. Jason Reynolds stuns again this year as well with Look Both Ways. For something equally inspiring, try The Infinite by Patience Agabi, featuring time traveling and an amazingly relatable protagonist. For teens, of course, there's also a mountain of great stuff this year. Looking for mystery with some historical fiction as a bonus? Try Don't Breathe a Word by Jordan Taylor. Mackenzie Lee's adventurous Montague sibling series continues with the new The Nobleman's Guide to Scandals and Shipwrecks. Ooh, sounds piratey. And for those fans of Percy Jackson looking for something more mature, try Lore by Alexandra Brecken. And if you're looking for just something fantasy and magic, maybe a little bit of romance, get yourself a copy of Defy the Night by Bridget Kemmerer. And that, my friends, is our youth services wrap-up for now. There's so many things that should be on your gift lists and wish lists this year that I haven't even gotten to. So please, feel free to come visit us in the youth services department for more suggestions. We're happy to have you. Thanks, guys. Hello, my name is Luke, and I will be discussing the movies of 2021. This has been a huge year for movies as productions continued after pandemic postponements and long-delayed films were finally released on streaming services and in theaters. There are plenty of movies for all types of film fans out there. For your MCU lovers, we were given six different properties this year between their TV shows and their movies. We had Loki, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and WandaVision giving us a look at some of the side characters, and we saw the evolution of Phase 4 of the MCU with Black Widow, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Eternals, which just released this past month. Disney with Marvel overall had a banner year, also releasing the rock movie Jungle Cruise and the origin story of Cruella. Action movies were also very popular with superhero movies Suicide Squad, Monster Mash, Godzilla vs. Kong, Zombies vs. Dave Bautista in Army of the Dead, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds take on Wonder Woman Gal Gadot in Red Notice, and the history of black cowboys is retold in The Harder They Fall. For those of you like getting scared, horror movies had a couple good ones this year. Malignant, which was James Wan's bonkers possession film. Quiet Place 2, which was a great sequel to the original. The reboot of Candyman and the reboot sequel Halloween Kills, which is not as good as the original. Uh, kids don't usually like getting scared, but they had some great ones come out this year as well. Pixar released Luca, a tale of friendship and discovery among the islands of Italy. Mitchell's vs. the Machines, which was a family comedy from the writers of the Lego movie and featured a fantastic sequence with Furbies. And Space Sham A New Legacy was a new take on the classic Bugs Bunny movie from 1996. LeBron James is in it too. We saw the end of the Daniel Craig Bond era with No Time to Die, which was a great send-off for that character. In terms of documentaries, Roadrunner, the movie about Anthony Bourdain came out and released in theaters and made a lot of people cry, including me. Uh, there were a lot of award winners this year, as streaming services are doing all I can to take home the Golden Man. Judas and the Black Messiah came out at the beginning of the year to critical acclaim, as did Minari, which was the story of an immigrant family searching for the American dream. Cry Macho was Clint Eastwood's re-examination of what it means to be a man in masculinity, got some pretty good reviews. And the greatest sci-fi novel of all time, Dune, was finally brought to excellence on the silver screen. There are no arguments to my statement. Green Knight was a beautiful and magical take on the Arthurian legend and is my pick for one of the best movies of the year. 
So these were not the only movies that released this year. Obviously, there were a lot, but these were some of my favorites. And if you're like me, movies make a great gift at the end of the year. To wrap up the roundup, I have a few albums that became instant classics for me. 2021 was overwhelming, but I picked a few special ones to share with all of you. First up is Moon Type with a release called Bodies of Water. They're an indie rock band from Chicago. Um, I stumbled upon Bodies of Water and was immediately drawn in by its incessant groove and hooky melodies that all blended well with their melancholy lyrics. This is a chameleon of an album where one song is punk-esque and another is closer to a folk ballad. So the 30 to 60 seconds I'm giving you today is not going to do the whole album justice. If the song sounds even a tiny bit interesting to you, I really urge you to check this whole album out. Here's the song Anti-Divinity by Moontype. Next on the list is Sarah Jarose with Blue Hair and Sweet. She's a singer-songwriter from Texas who's been on the country, bluegrass, Americana scene for some time. This album is more reflective and meditative with musical and conceptual themes that weave in and out of these songs. It only has guitar, upright bass, and vocals. The instrumentation is sparser than past releases from her, but fuller, you know, in terms of content, I think. Here's the song Morning by Sarah Jarose. Okay, we're going to hard pivot after that to Genesis Owazu's Smiling With No Teeth. Um, this album came out of left field for me, and I just found it fun. I saw the, the genre of this album classified as experimental hip-hop, neo-soul, rap rock, experimental rock, and on and on and on and on. Um, I don't know how I feel about all that, but it, it is a very windy, sometimes psychedelic 54 minutes of an album. The first like, so there's an intro track and then the first five or six songs after that on this album, they feel like a basketball player on a hot streak, like Genesis Awazu cannot miss in those first six songs. 
Um, here's the first of those songs, The Other Black Dog by Genesis Owazu. Fraser's solo album called Introducing. This features his songwriting, drumming, and his angelic falsetto voice. He collaborated with Dan Arbach of the Black Keys to create this old-school sound that's reminiscent of Carol King, Curtis Mayfield, and the late 60s, early 70s Motown sound. Um, this is great driving music if you want to buy a CD, or something great to put on the record player while cooking dinner if you want to buy the vinyl. This album has become a stone-cold classic for me, so I want to share the song Ride With Me with you today. I'm just going to let you hear most of this because it's such a good song, and you deserve an entire good song. I think we all deserve an entire good song today.
Thanks again for tuning into the BPL podcast today. I hope this gave you a ton of holiday ideas for you and your loved ones. I've put all the items mentioned today in the description if you need to quickly pull a title or two. To find out more about the Bexley Public Library, including the upcoming events, visit our website, bexleylibrary.org, or the handle at Bexley Library across all social media platforms. Special thanks to FOMO Deep for lending us their song Bourbon Neat for the podcast. Please check out all their music at FOMODeep.com. If you like what you heard, please help us grow by telling a friend. Rate us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Email me with any questions, comments, or suggestions at podcast at bexleylibrary.org. Thanks. Thanks.